0: Hey everyone, welcome to Promethean Tides. Uh, I'm General, and I'm here with uh, Breaker. Hello, Breaker. Aww, yeah. (laughs) And uh, we also have uh, someone else joining us, uh, Synthetic. Hello, how are you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? Uh,
0: Good, good, good. Um, So, uh, couple of uh, interesting news pieces uh, came out this week uh, first of all uh, was uh, a leak from the supreme court uh, about how they are very likely to overturn roe v wade and as a result of this uh, i guess a lot of people are happy and a lot of people are upset and screaming fascism because uh, as we all know, when the federal government gives up its power and lets the states decide things, that's the definition of fascism. So, uh, yeah, that uh, that's a thing. Um, uh, <clears throat> what are uh, what are your thoughts about all this, Breaker?
2: I mean, honestly, like the degree of utter and total authoritarian fascism that we now live under, where whores cannot kill their babies anymore. I mean. I never thought the world would come to this. This is all the more reason for me to move to Canada. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's actually, it's, uh, it's only in red states
0: because the blue states will still be allowed to do it because it's, a, it's now a states issue.
2: Well, you know, if we can't all live together in a glorious globalistic hegemon where everyone agrees with us, I mean, what's the point of life? You might as well go to Canada, where, of course, as we know, everyone agrees on everything and no protests ever happen in Canada. That's what Trudeau told me.
0: <laughs> uh, that's like uh, I was I was talking to to a guy earlier this week, and he was uh, he was telling everyone about how great the EU is. And how um, the the larger the government and the more centralized it is, with the most number of people under it, the better
2: that government is going to be. Because everyone knows that that always works out. I mean, of course, that's just a no-brainer. That guy would sound pretty smart. <laughs> uh, and uh, synthetic, what uh, uh, what is your
0: general takeaway, Ben? Ben, from this.
1: My general takeaway is that I, absolu- I know absolutely nothing about this, right? I don't know when life begins. Um, I think some scientists don't even know when life ends. But there, I think, is some pretty distinct characteristics that we can take from either one of them. Like, for example, like when life begins, um, we know that this person could potentially have sentience. Um, and when life ends, this person no longer has any sentience, right? They can't move. They can't breathe. They can't think. Um, and so I think that uh the decision of Roe v. Wade, uh from what I've read, it seems to be a very difficult thing to uphold, kind of like uh like federally speaking. Um and I also think that um I also think that the decision that was made uh I think I think a lot of people need to look more into it before they really start to make conclusions any i'm sorry not conclusions but like extreme conclusions like oh we're in a fascist state or oh we're in a communist state or whatever like when when any state decides to implement abortion laws that favor um pro-choice
0: yeah i uh i think that there's there's uh we we have to be able to figure out, uh, in, in order to come to any sort of agreement on this, we have to be fi- able to kind of more or less figure out when it is that life begins. Because you have uh, a good portion of the country that believes life begins at conception. As, sper- as, as soon as the sperm hits the egg, boom, it's a baby, it's alive. And then you have another part of the country that seems to think that I... Uh, it's not alive until it actually exits the vaginal canal or the c-section uh, and I maybe the truth is somewhere in between um, like I would say and it's it's been a while since I, I've actually uh, like really looked into this but uh, the the uh, 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 after conception, a blastocyst is formed, and I think it's, it's like a ball of uh, 16 or 64 cells. And then at a certain point, it implants on the uterine wall. Now, most of the time, uh, in, in actually the vast majority of, of, of just regular conception, pregnancy kind of things, uh, the, there's, there's, something goes wrong and it fails to implant in, in the, in the um, uterine wall. So the vast majority of actual conceptions do not end in the birth of a baby. Uh, however, once it's implanted, then its chances of becoming a baby shoots up uh, much higher. So if I were to put a line there, I would say, well, maybe you could say it's once the blastocyst implants uh, on the uterine wall. right? That would. I'm not saying that that's the most brilliant line. I'm just saying it seems like the fairest one. And I think that that happens within, like, the first week. So technically speaking, you could still do a plan B, but uh, any any sort of, like, uh, you know, going in there with a vacuum cleaner thing would be out of the question. I don't know. That's just an idea.
1: Hmm, okay. Uh, and then, like, there's, like, uh, two routes I could go with this. I could challenge your definition of life, or I can make, like, a argument of autonomy. And I'm not sure which one I can choose now, but... Um, hey, which I- I one guess- you want, man? Yeah, I guess we'll explore kind of like the definition of life in this case, and it seems that you're defining life to be um, that criteria when uh, it meets the uterine wall within a week. And uh, I ask, uh, why such a line?
0: As I said, uh, <clears throat> so this was, um, I, uh, I, I did, the reason why why I, I know about this is because I did a little uh, project back in uh, 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 when I was in university, um, actually advocating for stem cell research, and uh, uh, maybe uh, I, I'm not sure if I if I I would have to think how much I still support it because there's there's major benefits to it. Uh, you know what I think I mostly still support it, even if it is a little bit brave new worldy. But um, uh, I, the the fact of the matter is that the the vast majority of conceptions do not lead to a baby because the blastocyst fails to implant on the uterine wall. Um, Now, that is not a philosophical uh, line of where life begins and ends, or if something becomes a person or not. It's more of a practical line, and sometimes, you know, just in dealing with uh, real life, you don't really have enough room to be purely philosophical and ideological about things. You just kind of have to... You gotta you, you have to be a little bit practical uh, with with some issues sometimes and that's not gonna make everyone happy but I don't know I mean from my perspective that seems like the most fair place to draw the line from a from a political perspective
1: uh, oh yeah also I was gonna ask you this but uh, I previously forgot what exactly like is a blastocyst
0: so <clears throat> uh, sperm hits the egg the the cells start dividing. And then they basically form into this ball of cells, and I I think it has like 64 cells in it or something. Um, And that's it, it's just a ball of cells. Uh, Eventually it becomes hollowed out, and uh, then you get a blastocele, and uh, then you have an invagination, that becomes the anus, and then eventually um, it moves forward, it moves to the other end of the cell, that becomes the mouth and then you have the the earliest form of the digestive tract uh you have the um the uh the uh meso the mesoderm the endoderm and the uh ecto ectoderm uh you have the three um uh, major uh tissue layers and then it kind of starts to look like a like a real life form
1: hmm okay and so this all happens within what time span? Just to clarify.
0: Uh, shoot. I, I'm not sure, because I, I wasn't, I didn't actually look this up in preparation, but I, if I remember correctly, it's like a week.
1: Okay, so all of these things form in a week, so, uh, and, and what about the, uh, like, let's say the brain?
0: Uh, the brain actually, uh, develops, uh, from the ectoderm, um, so, uh, so interesting bit here. Actually, your brain is derived from the same um, general type of tissue that your skin is, uh, but the the brain would develop after you have the differentiation uh, of the three um, uh, major uh, tissue uh, types, and so a blastocyst would not have this. A blastocyst. May kind of sort of have the beginnings of this. And again, if I remember correctly, it's the blastocyst that actually implants in the uterine wall. Once it's implanted, it then starts to become the blastocyst. So there would be no tissue possible in a blastocyst that would uh, create a brain.
1: When does the blastocyst uh, uh, time frame occur?
0: after uh, i believe it's after the blastocyst has implanted in the uterine wall then it starts to become a blastocyst yeah
1: like what, would that be like 2 weeks or a month or 2 months
0: i think the blastocyst hits the uterine wall in about a week and then i'm not sure how long it takes for it to become a blastocyst uh but i would it actually it would happen pretty quickly it's a it's a fairly rapid process uh, okay
1: th- then i would say i would say um i would say that my definition of uh my life well it would it would comport to uh being sentient right and so we know that our minds they play a large part in being sentient so i would say that my definition of life would be whenever the brain develops sentience and if that's at the blastocystial time frame or near the end of it then that's when i would decide that a life has actually been created
0: well, let me ask you this then. Um uh is a cockroach sentient?
1: Is a cockroach sentient? Uh I I don't know.
0: The the neural architecture inside of a cockroach is uh going to be much more advanced than the neural architecture inside of a very 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 early um fetus like 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 just after the blastocyst stage it's probably going to be less advanced for a very small period of time it's it, it, you're going to have a smaller neural architecture so is your argument that the the sentience happens when you have a sufficient mass of uh of of uh, like it's sufficient sufficient neuronal mass uh, or like what it, where where does where does that come in
1: it's very, it's very hard to draw the line between uh, what, what is conscious and what isn't. And so I think that for practical reasons, we would have to draw the line somewhere, right? So I think that since you said that the cockroach is more advanced than the uh, blastocele period, I would say that the cockroach is actually sentient and the baby is probably or the, the blastocele is actually less sentient than the cockroach. I think I think actually these things probably they exist in like a, a spectrum, perhaps.
0: Do you have issues with killing cockroaches?
1: Uh no.
0: Okay. So uh, I, I I I think that I have more of an issue with with killing a a tiny little speck of cells that is potentially a human than I do with a more complex combination of cells that is a cockroach. I think that the Potential to become a human is uh, an intrinsic part of this, and so that's why you can't just say, "Okay, at, at this line, it's different." I think that uh, the fact that it can become a human gives it, I guess, a different, a different weight,
2: at, at least in a lot of people's eyes. Uh, okay. Yeah, it would probably uh, behoove uh, you to preface this by and qualify this by saying, like, we're talking about specifically human life because when you just say life full stop there's all types of things that are technically alive that don't have brains at all so
0: well you know what jellyfish don't have brains and i don't care if they die fuck those things <laughs> well there you go okay but I they are very I, much alive
1: i guess my argument would be that we don't we don't measure things or people don't typically measure things on the potential of something to become like a human like for example uh like when you ejaculate uh, semen that includes sperm we don't necessarily hold that in the same regard as like let's say that period of time that we're talking about needed to create an uh a life
0: uh if you've ever rat- if you've ever watched I think um the meaning of life by uh Monty Python uh there's this uh, song that they sing and uh it's it's by a bunch of catholics and it goes every sperm is sacred Every sperm is good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember that actually. Yeah. Um no, but see the uh the, the sperm has no potential to create life unless um it's it also it. it like it, unless it hits an egg.
1: Um Okay, that that's reasonable. That's reasonable. Then then I guess I'll stop using that argument. Um potential to create a human life then so if we're so much just focused on the potential why why necessarily must we focus on that and on that and not what it is right now
0: well so for instance if you uh if you ask most people uh whose life uh would you save like it's like a trolley problem right uh, on one side of the tracks, you have a 90-year-old man. On the other side of the tracks, you have a five-year-old kid. Uh, w- 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 n- number one, who do you think most people would save? And number two, who would you save?
1: Um, I wouldn't engage with it. I I would let it just take its course. Like I simply wouldn't, you know, do whatever it is that requires me to interact with that thing. Because then I wouldn't be having agency over, you know, choosing a life one life over the other.
0: Uh, a classic answer to the trolley problem of course uh but uh, uh how about this uh the the trolley is in a um quantum superposition and uh it is unknown uh which person it will run over uh but you have the ability to collapse the superposition um do you collapse it in one particular way
1: well what, what are the implications of doing that, like that besides the you know.
0: that you could choose uh uh who lives and who dies that would be the implication
1: yeah i i just want to engage with it no
0: all right okay fair enough i i think that most people if given the chance okay i they would
1: they would yeah they would probably choose the one who's the oldest maybe i
0: can i can actually uh in i can i can set up the 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 thought experiment a little bit uh better uh in order to not involve the i guess the some of the ethical quandaries of the trolley problem um there's a burning building and uh, you're a firefighter, and uh, you only have enough strength to carry one person out because the there's a whole bunch of smoke, and, and you're not breathing well. Uh, and you you can only save one person. And if you you know you if you don't save anyone, they're both going to die. So you should you ought save someone. Uh, do you do you save the the old person or, or the young kid?
1: Um, assuming that I had with me the. The ability, the potential ability to save both people, then I would attempt to save as many people as I could. You yes.
0: don't. You don't. You can only save one. Uh, it just. Uh, so, for so I have reason. this
1: knowledge. I have this knowledge in mind. Right. Yeah.
0: One of your arms is broken, so you can only save one person.
1: I would. I'd, I would attempt to save two people. I'd fucking make them grab. One of them grab onto my leg or something.
0: Oh, okay. but then everybody dies. Yeah, that's right. If you try to save both, everyone dies, including you.
1: Mm, okay. Is there an option for me? like what is the time limit on this? you right? can
0: also you can also just leave the building and let both of them die. That is also an option
1: like what is the time frame of this because I think it's pretty important because you
0: have thirty okay. seconds choose okay.
1: thirty seconds okay I think in this situation i like I think the way that you're wording this like it it's equivalent to the trolley problem, except that i um. Except it's, that now this is in a different situation. It's the it's not different equivalent. timing, right?
0: No, it's 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 not equivalent because the the, tro- the trolley problem basically I it ma- could
1: be it could be equivalent.
0: It, but it's it's not because the trolley problem makes you choose um, someone to die. Right? You are you are uh, implicated in killing someone and saving someone else. Here, uh, the situation is that. Uh, both are in a dire circumstance uh, uh, situation. You are choosing to save someone. You are not choosing to kill someone. There actually is a. a, a, a uh, I guess.
1: Ah, uh, okay. I think I know what my answer would be now. Um, I think my answer would be. Uh, you know what? Flip a coin. Flip a coin, and then heads, I choose person one. Tails, I choose person two.
0: Moral cowardice is astounding. That's that's a very that's a very interesting answer. I think that uh, practically speaking. Uh, I think most people would would choose to save the child over the ninety year old man.
1: Oh, oh my gosh! Wait, what?
0: Um, now there's an age into this. Okay. No, that was that was. Oh,
1: okay. I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't hear that part. Um, I'd probably choose the child. Yeah.
0: Okay. Good. Good. Yeah, because that makes sense. I mean, ninety year old man had his time on Earth. You you save the child. The the reason that you save the child. It is not it's it's because there is more potential left in the child, right? It's to, to, to bring it back to the to what I was talking about. It's it's the it's the uh, potential matters, right? And so the the potential in a child makes their life more valuable than someone who's ninety years old. It just it's it just it's the calculus of the situation. Uh, at least I believe. Uh, and what you also have to I think recognize is that uh there is potential in uh, a fetus and uh no like it's it hasn't popped out yet uh but there there is there is a lot of potential there and so i i think that has to be recognized
3: okay hmm
1: well we have to also okay again i'm going to say this uh we have to take a look at what it is as well right the child is already alive right but that moment in which they start you know, developing the the um, I forgot what it was called. <laughs> it was like the moment after the blastus period, the blastocel period. Yeah, that within the blastocel period, it's we it's still developing its its life, right? It's still developing, uh, what we call sentience. Yeah, and so, and so, it, it technically still isn't a life, right? It, it still technically isn't a life. Uh, at that at at those beginning periods
0: no it is it has uh it has its its own separate completely unique genome i mean unless it's uh part of a pair of um uh uh, identical twins um it has its own unique genome that has never been seen on earth before uh and it has uh the potential develop to develop into a full adult human The, the the question um, is the question is not whether it is a life the question is whether I guess it is a person um, I think I don't think that there's any question whether it is a life
1: well something being a or something being a person would imply like that they're alive no
0: right right I, all all people are alive yeah. but not all lives are people.
3: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. Yes. So uh I would agree uh, with that, yeah. So 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 Breaker, uh you you and I were talking um before the show and I understand that um uh you actually you don't fall into either camp. Um you, you disagree with the with the pro choice, you disagree with the pro life, um, because you're actually anti choice and also anti life. You want to just force people to have abortions. That's that's what we were talking about. Um
2: (laughs) <laughs> yes, that seems uh, stupendously accurate. But uh, um, okay, in all honesty, um, the more I've thought about this over the years, and I end up getting to the position of the most important thing in this to me is has more to do with the accountability of the woman. Now, let's say that uh, because the definition of life, I mean. Scientifically speaking, just speaking strictly scientifically, if you were to examine this process going on for all the way from sperm in the testicle to egg in the ovary, at no point during a scientific analysis could you ever say that these cells aren't human.
3: Uh,
1: Yeah, it'd be pretty hard to draw a line between that.
2: Unless it's like ancient fossilized just... Base carbon, and there's no DNA left whatsoever. It, assuming you could figure out the DNA, you would know this is human cells the entire way, even before conception, at conception, all through the process of the development of the fetus. No point can you ever say it's not human.
0: Uh, so, uh, so let me push back on that a little bit because um, so like in in the in the in uh, uh, in cellular biology um people work with uh cancer cell lines all the time and uh, like these are these are cell lines that come from people and uh they've been immortalized so that you can basically just keep passaging them from petri cell to uh, petri dish to petri dish to petri dish um and they just keep growing and you can test them and you know some of these cells maybe they came from like uh like like uh the, the uh you have like uh, the HeLa cells, I think that that was originally um, uh, cervical uh, cancer tissue. Um, there's like ones that are like breast cancer tissue, skin cancer tissue, all sorts of different um, cancer cell lines. Now, those also have uh, human DNA, but I don't have any sort of moral problem with um, just, uh, you know murdering millions of them for just biological testing because
2: well just... i can qualify that very easily by saying that cancer cells by by definition are a deviation from normal human cellular development they're aberrant mutations it's not something that is supposed to happen in a normal human life cycle
0: i uh, true but um you're you're not going to say that uh so okay your uh, your pinky finger um, is larger uh, and has more cells in it than uh, the child at, at uh, you know a, a good amount of, of their development you know they, they like they' for, for a good amount of the development they they have some complex structure to them but they're still s- smaller than your pinky finger you wouldn't give more i guess moral weight to your pinky finger than you would to the child just because
2: there are more cells in your pinky finger would you because my pinky finger in isolation in and of itself doesn't represent a replication event if i cut my pinky finger off another human is it going to grow from that
0: okay all right all right so it's it's not it's not just the cells having dna just it, that's not the only qualifier it's the fact that they have the potential to
2: also grow into a whole person. Yeah. The potentiality for me does come into it. Like if, if you've got like a, a cancer ovarian cancer, I'm not gonna say it's like okay, that has the same moral equivalent as a viable egg that's an aberration, that's a mutation. Ah, but the cancer's just trying
0: to the cancer's just trying to live, Breaker. Come on, give it a chance.
2: The cancer is trying to live, but in its the way that it reproduces and lives. Can only lead to more, further and further deviation and unto death. It doesn't replicate into any viable life form I'll without a host to parasitize off. Technically speaking, there is
0: a transmissionable cancer, and it exists in the dog and the. Uh... Uh, and the, uh, uh, the 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 thing that lives in Australia, the um, the the Tasman- Tasmanian devil, the Tasmanian yeah. devil. Yeah, that's a cancer that has actually been able to spread between um, members of the of the population. But side point, I well, think I, I understand go what even, you're getting. I,
2: I could go I could go even further than that and say that there's genes that lead you to more likely develop schizophrenia later in life. Okay. But they still, they still exist in an environmental context inside of that human, and they reproduce in accordance and replicate in accordance with the human's growth and development. Now, if they reach the point where they cause schizophrenia to manifest in this human later in life, that would still be a type of deviation from the norm. But if you wanted to go like CRISPR and gene editing and get rid of cancer and uh, schizophrenia dispositions, I mean, you know where that road leads.
0: Right. Okay. So I think I think that I, I got you a little about a little bit off topic uh, when 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 into the like the cellular biology thing. Um. Sorry. You you were saying that it this comes down to, uh, the woman. Uh, she has responsibility in this.
2: Yeah, because. In the case of the developing fetus, like where sperm meets egg, like the whole thing through and through, the unique juncture of sperm meeting the egg and it's starting to develop into a baby now puts the woman in a position where she is directly responsible for this life form's gestation, and she, and she alone could be the only person responsible for it, as far as we know with current medical technology. Maybe that'll change in the future, but right now that is the case, and that has been the case for millions of years since sexual replication basically existed in mammals but i mean placental mammals specifically there's other instances where you have like amphibians and stuff but we're trying to keep it to humans here so yeah let's stick with humans so in this case because the woman is responsible for the fetus in this way now We could make all types of moral arguments like the type of woman that would engage in an abortion for purely contraceptive motivations when there's all types of other options available. You could make those moral and ethical judgments about her character all day long. But the thing of it is, even if this is a morally bankrupt woman, the imposition of nature making her responsible for this at this particular juncture stands. So my compromise to the whole abortion thing is that, okay... If a woman doesn't want to go through with the pregnancy, she shouldn't have to. But, remember when I said accountability on the woman? If at some future point, now, there would have to be all types of legal mechanisms for this specifically to where you couldn't backslide out of it with some type of other ancillary contracts. And if this were to become the norm, people would kind of be suspicious about you attempting to even do this. But... If you're ever if, – if that woman is ever going to engage at some future point in anything resembling a merititious relationship as recognized by the law – now, if it's in the backwoods with the, the church and that's how they recognize the marriage in that community, this isn't going to apply to those types of people. But if they're going to enter into a legally binding, merititious relationship on paper as far as the law is concerned, that particular medical record where she received that abortion – should be accessible to the person she's entering into that legally binding contract with. Male or female, lesbian, gay, straight, doesn't freaking matter. And if it's a male entering into a relationship with a woman, the ultimate reason I say this because if you're a man wanting to have children and you see in her records that she had an abortion for purely contraceptive reasons and it just says because I felt like it or something like that, you might raise your eyebrow and think like, hmm, I don't know if I want to be in a relationship with you knowing this now that you have the potential to kill this child. I'm a religious man, so I don't think so. And then a progressive man might see that and say, Ah, eh, you were a kid and you got drunk at a party, I don't care. Live and let live. I'm a liberal. Yeah, I'll marry you. And okay. men yeah. can make that decision based on those that information. I okay,
0: Breaker, I you've you've told me this idea before, and I think that this is insane. Uh so number one, uh I don't want the government uh keeping just vast records of people, especially if if the government is going to say that something is legal, then they have no reason to keep records of people. The the reason why it is that, let's say someone ends up on like the 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 sexual predator list or like the people who have murdered other people list and you know, that's publicly available uh, information is because you you've done something that is very explicitly forbidden by the law. And so the law says, okay, now everyone can know that you did this thing. But if the government is going to come in and say, yes, abortions are legal, but also we're going to keep a record on you for doing something that we are saying is technically speaking okay, I think that that's insane. Also, in this uh, in this thing that you're proposing, I mean, if a woman is uh, raped uh, and and, and then, like her rapist maybe he goes to trial and then he has to be on the sexual predator watch list for the rest of his life. But then because she aborts the baby that was the result of the rape, she also has to go on a list. I'm not sure if that I, I think that's a that's a that's a that's not a world that I would want to live in. I think that's
2: that's and, okay, here's the thing. if she has an abortion for that reason, if the rape was proven in a court of law. That the she can then put a rider next to that and said, "I got this abortion because it was a rape baby." That's going to be part of the record.
0: Why should she have to have her name be part of a public ledger to begin with? Like people have the right to privacy. What you're saying is that if a woman gets raped and aborts it, then she has to basically post. She or like she has to it, be an entity on I, the I government didn't say- ledger that says oh, I this say... woman ra- was raped and aborted her child. That seems inc- just fucked.
2: That seems fucked. Okay, I think you misunderstood me. I didn't say it would be public to that degree where you could just Google it and find out if you do this person's full legal name. It would have to be if you were going before the law, like the man and the woman were going before the law to enter into a legally binding, meritorious relationship. All this would come out as like a preliminary before the law cited. Like the law would say, okay, here's this person's record, here's this other person's record. What do you think about this?
0: Okay, if if uh, if this were to exist for the purposes of um, you know making all parties aware of yes. of, of thi- things that they had done prior to the marriage, I mean, should should we maybe have to um, uh, register uh, the number of sexual partners that we've had prior to the marriage or uh, any like um, STDs that we contracted, including the ones that are treatable, like uh, the bacterial ones like chlamydia? Um, in, 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 the, in the state of Michigan, you already have to. Okay see this is this is to me and maybe this is the libertarian side of me talking and yeah, I know it is, but th- I don't I don't want
2: the government knowing that much about people. I just I don't. The law will not recognize a marriage between if one of the people in that marriage has an STD and they know about it.
0: Okay, then fuck Michigan, Michigan. and I and also I doubt that that's enforced. It's kind of like how in Virginia, technically speaking, sodomy is illegal but that's not an enforced law people do butt sex all the time
2: well that kind of goes into like the rape statute now to where if it's like forcible sodomy it has like a, a more of a legal weight to it than there is debate whether or not that should be a thing california recently in a weird fucked up california way kind of got rid of it and said "Is like okay if you're gay teenagers and there's a rape it's a worse crime than if you're straight teenagers and there's a rape. That shouldn't be a thing. No, 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 no.
0: It should be, uh, it, uh, yeah, that should be equal. Uh, I, I guess, okay, here's here's my stance, right? Um, I am not in favor of abortion being used as contraception, and I believe uh, that that is the majority use case of abortion. It is usually used as basically a form of contraceptive. The mother just doesn't fucking want it. Um. In the much more rare circumstances of, let's say, rape, um, and I guess they also bring incest in in there, I I see I I, I see no problem with abortion. It's it's up to the mother because um, I, it was not a choice that she made. It was it was something that was forced upon her, and uh, in that case, I it's it's up to the mother to do whatever she wants. Um, abortion is a form of contraception. Fucking evil, but. In the case of rape, I don't know, man. I think I think it ought to be allowed.
2: Now, now, keep in mind, you brought up the right to privacy <laughs> earlier. Now, the right of privacy in this particular context, when you're going to enter into a legally binding, meritorious relationship, you've already given up your right to privacy because you want to have a intimate life with another human. So as far as that other human that you're having this intimate life is concerned with, You've already kind of consented to give up a bunch of private information to this person anyway. Up to and including their taking their dick, or whatever else. Well, uh, That's a very private area that you've consented to give to this person if you're a woman and you're having vaginal sex. I mean, that's a very private thing that you've now consented to.
0: Well, right, but uh, so uh, I I don't think that the government should have anything to do with keeping a ledger of all the naughty things that people have done. Like I don't think that I should have to go to the government and tell them exactly how many sexual partners I've had. I just I don't th- I mean, it might be of interest to my future wife or whatever, but I don't think that the government has any right to know that and I shouldn't have to update them whenever I have a one-night stand. I think that's crazy.
2: Well, as far as like the sexual partners and one-night-stand stuff, it's like, that's not going to come into this unless you're having some type of sexual experiment as part of a medical experiment that all parties have consented to that goes into some type of medical database about human sexuality or whatever. That could be in a medical record, but usually things like medical records are sealed for the most part except for very certain circumstances, and I think entering into a merititious relationship should be one of the circumstances where where those records can be unsealed for the other party entering into this relationship to view.
0: No, no, okay, look, I, I have, uh, there there are women out there that have had hundreds of sexual partners, because it turns out that if you're like a, if you're like a, like a 25-year-old woman, and you have sex with a new guy every week, you can actually, over the course of a few years, get, easily get up into the uh, few hundreds numbers, and, you know, that's just a Friday night for you, and it's, you know, that's, that's how you live your life. Um, now, me personally, now, well, I can't speak well, for all men. Okay, oh, hold on. So there are women that do that. Now, would I want to marry one of these women? Absolutely not. I think that there you go. Uh, like even if she never got any STDs from that and no abortions or whatever, it 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 belays a uh, it, it 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 signals a character in her that I do not want to marry. However, that doesn't mean that the government needs to come and tell me, oh, by the way, she had sex with 500 men. It, like, it, not that I want to marry that woman. I'm just saying it's not up to the government to inform me how many men my wife has slept with. I, I just, it's not the role of the government. Maybe maybe it can be the role of um, you fucking stalking your Facebook profile or something. Maybe you can do that. Hell, maybe you can hire a private investigator. I have no idea, but it should not be up to the government
2: to do that. Well, I kind of agree with you insofar as that goes, like with the sexual partners, like I said, but you have a problem here in that if you're going to go into a medical procedure like an abortion that is performed by a licensed physician, that their license is granted to them by the authority of the government, that's where the government can get involved. Now if you're gonna have a back alley abortion or he's gonna you're gonna pay him under the table, he's not gonna record it, that's already illegal.
0: So uh, does my does my spouse there, uh, and the and the government therefore have the right to all of my medical records just just because I mean this is one aspect of the medical records but what about other things
2: in the specific instance of us I, I know where you're going with this but in the specific instance of us talking about specifically abortion and making women accountable like let's say medical records where you have like i don't know disabilities stds viruses all of these types of things now with the uh the coof since this is going on youtube the uh the coof we'll call it um yeah i disagree with the vast overwhelming majority of all the shit that they tried and pull with that so oh yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah exactly no that's a great example right so what if what if the government was like hey this general guy he not he never got his fauci ouchie and so that's going to be public and you know what anyone he's that he tries to marry in the future they'll know that he didn't comply and he didn't get his fauci ouchie i that's not up to the government to be able to tell anyone
2: well insofar as like medications like the type of medications you take and for what reason I see where you could kind of open a door to some arguments like that. Like if you're taking medications that have a a certain percentage chance to cause sterility or to cause birth defects and you've ever taken any of these medications, I can somewhat even see that being unsealed if you're going to enter into a legally baritish relationship.
0: If you were smart, then what you would do is before you get into the relationship, like before you get married, if you plan on having kids, before you get married, you both take a, 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 a fertility test and you make sure that her eggs work and that your sperm are, aren't retarded and, and you figure that shit out shit out before you enter into this legally binding contract. That would just make sense.
3: Yeah, you would hope that would make sense, but, you know, people lie.
2: And this is all about accountability. So I want, a, like, an extra, like, a third-party form of accountability that's going to keep all people fucking honest. Now, people should be... Well, coulda, shoulda, woulda don't mean shit. People should be honest about all kinds of things, but I, not.
0: I have no problem with a third party. I just don't want that third party to be the government, okay? I would be okay with, um some sort of uh uh Jude, like a like an arbitrator uh there are non-governmental arbitrator uh, arbitrators that can solve these sort of things I just I I am it it seems like a really 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 bad idea to put that sort of power into government hands and if they're doing oh. it in Michigan I think that that's
2: fucked I think the assumption you're having is that the government is then going to use those types of – that type of information they have on people for some type of Of course they will. It's purposes. the government. That's all they do. Yeah, I don't think the government should have the power to do that. And for the most part in the United States, constitutionally speaking, they don't have that power. But you see how all that goes to shit really fucking quick. This is I'm, – I'm being kind of idealistic when I say this system. Like under the current horribly corrupt American government – could, would I want this to be a thing? Probably not.
0: Okay. So, um...
2: I but guess... But idealistically speaking, like, this is my, my personal best compromise for this if the government actually functioned like it says on the paper and wasn't full of apparatchiks and backdoor deals and corruption every freaking which way. But I see your point in this in that if there's a... A database of records such as this that the government could potentially use for some type of nefarious person. Purpose. Potentially, it's it's
0: yeah. not a matter of if, it's when. um Yeah,
2: it's a matter of fucking when, and eventually they are going to some way somehow. The government has even intentionally infected people with. Remember the fucking Tuskegee Airmen? What was it? They gave them fucking syphilis. I think it was on purpose.
0: Oh my god, you just made the the same mistake that Joe Biden did. That's crazy.
2: Joe Biden, come on, no man.
0: no because because uh it was the uh the tuskegee airmen and then it was the um uh the the tuskegee experiments and it's it's very they're very different people
2: yeah but you know what i freaking meant come on yeah man. yeah no sure. no but it was that was you the exact the
0: that was the exact mistake that joe biden made you also have dementia breaker <laughs>
2: come on man you know the thing <laughs> i got hairy legs I, I got her legs, and the kids would come to me and rub my legs down the pool. The head would stand up, and turn blonde in the sun. That's how I learned about roaches, America.
0: So, uh, all right. So we can we can we can move away from the uh, the the moral and ethical um, uh, debates around abortion. And I just I want to I want to make this point. Um, it might just be a standalone a standalone point because I think it's it's just one of those points that fucking makes sense and it's it's tough to disagree with but uh this is an insane situation that we find ourselves in where in the constitution it says that um uh, unless it it isn't in in the cons if if it isn't explicitly powers right if it isn't if it isn't uh, 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 part of the enumerated powers then it's left up to the states now abortion is one of these things that is not in the enumerated powers, which means that it should be left up to the states. It makes sense that this is not an issue for the federal government. It's a state issue. However, at the same time, so the left left is actually anti-constitutional about this. They want a federal mandate saying abortion legal no matter what period. However, when it comes to the Second Amendment, which is the second one, which is enumerated, they want that to be a state issue they don't want the federal government to say it has to be legal across the board they want it so that in New York they can basically uh, restrict your ability to own a gun to the point that maybe BB guns will be illegal I don't know in Maryland it's 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 functionally impossible for a law-abiding citizen to acquire a firearm I uh, so they want they they want the enumerated things, to be state, and the non-enumerated things to be federal, This the the perspective of the left here when it comes to abortion versus gun control and whether it should be federal versus state level, it is insanity, and it is precisely the opposite of what the Constitution actually lays out. That it is fucked, what what they're saying.
2: Well, it is the, the left we're talking about, so that doesn't necessarily surprise me. Hypocrisy, yay. For the thousandth time, again. Who'd have thunk it? So yeah, I can see your point on that.
0: Oh, uh, synthetic. Do you do you agree or disagree?
1: Um, I kind of have like my personal opinions on this, but I don't really think they're going to contribute to anything.
0: No, 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 man. This is a an open discussion. A fucking blabber. I mean, away. I, guess,
1: I guess like I kind of like when you when you think of the left or when you think of the right, uh, people often like conjure up images of like certain figures or certain ideas or certain ways of thinking, um. And so, like, when you say that the left is hypocritical, like, I, I think that here in America, the left and the right are, and maybe even just in general, just, like, are very broadly diverse, right? Like, the Republican Party, uh, you know, it ranges anywhere from, like, you know, moderate to, you know, potentially uh, potentially somebody who, you know, maybe a white supremacist um, going into, like, the position of Congress, right? Um, and same with, with, the, uh, with the left, right? You have a moderate to somebody who's potentially a socialist, right? Like Bernie Sanders.
0: Well, no, it, it gets much worse on the left. I mean, uh, the, uh, the, uh, much of the BLM movement is explicitly, um, uh, I guess... Anti-capitalist? Eth- well, no, not, not just anti-capitalist. Uh, also ethno-nationalist, just not the white kind of ethno-nationalist.
1: Are you speaking of like the actual like organization? Or are you speaking of like the movement, like the protest?
0: Um, oh, I've I've seen both the both the leaders and just uh, people on the street from from BLM um say things that are, uh, quite quite racist. I would say, but I mean, well, you can't be racist against white people, so I mean, I guess they're not racist. But I mean, I would call it racist. Maybe I'm incorrect.
2: Well, in so far as the actual movement goes, I think you could probably find this on the archive of the BLM website, but. They used to have on their website, which has since been taken down. I wonder why, an explicitly Marxian anti-family message, like anti-nuclear family. Explicitly. Yeah, I think
1: that we kind of have to like make the distinction between these two things because there are genuinely people that are just like you know how in Blue Lives Matter, um, like not everybody who's in Blue Lives Matter is like a white supremacist Nazi or whatever, and not everybody who's in BLM is necessarily like a Marxist, communist, socialist, uh like uh, ethno-nationalist
0: no, no no and I'm not I'm not calling the left all commies uh, a lot of them yes but I'm not saying that all people on the left are commies but what I think that what I can oh, no, s- no, no, that's
1: not, I didn't attribute that to you.
0: Right, right. but, but what, what I am saying is that I uh, I think if you were to encounter a random left uh, lefty mm-hmm. they would be um uh, they they would want more gun control and they would want more free abortions and if you encounter someone on the right like, just about every time, they're going to be more, uh, they, they want more restrictions on abortions and less gun control. And I think that <clears throat> the thing is, is that maybe uh, a couple decades ago, there there would have been more uh, variability. But I think that at this point, uh, our, our nation, uh, the United States, has become so polarized that... It, it it's kind of become at least on, on like these hot button issues, it's it's kind of one way or another. There, there's there's not a lot of room for um,
1: nuance. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I do see that side, but I, I think that mostly like exists online. Like, uh, I'll give you kind of like an anecdotal experience. Like, you know, in real life, you know, there are people who support uh, the Roe v Wade decision, and there are people who are against it. And uh, I think that even the people who are against the Roe v or I'm sorry. That therefore the roe v wade decision acknowledge that it's hard to defend constitutionally and they're okay with like leaving the states up to it even though they agree with it and like like i just think that uh like in, in, again this is in my personal opinion in my personal opinion like i'd be more specific like extreme leftists like i would i would say it like like uh like i'd qualify it with that because i don't think like every single or like the majority of leftists Uh, believe that the government should necessarily like uphold it constitutionally at least that's from what i've seen like
0: it's it's interesting that you said that's just on the internet because um what what i would say is that i believe that in the brave new world that we currently exist in uh the vast majority of dialogue that exists is over the internet especially political dialogue
1: well yeah i mean like yeah these things can Yeah, I'm not denying that they can, like, overlap or anything. I'm just saying that, like, it seems that, like, in these sectarian parts of the internet, like, that just seems to be, like, what gets the most exposed, right? Like, this vocal uh, sectarian uh, section of, like, either side, the two that gets most exposed. And I'd rather not take, like, a black-and-white approach to this. Like, that's just my personal
0: opinion, you know?
2: (laughs) Understandable.
0: I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that that you need to have nuance. I, I get that, but I think that I think that that sort of perspective, uh, at least as far as I see it, is a little bit outdated. Uh, I think that uh, we are in the and now I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like like a fucking Tim Pool for a second here, but I think that we're in the midst of a culture war, and I think that most people have picked a side i think that there's there's uh like even when it comes to the moderates i think that most of them have basically picked a side you know i i talk to people uh like online on discord all the time and what i'll notice is that for the most part they're in they're in one of the two camps uh i mean except for the um the fucking third positionalists that are for some reason saying that uh being a neo-Nazi is like the, the enlightened uh, third position that's different than the Republicans and the Democrats. I, those, I, I, I strongly disagree with those people. But uh, no, I mean, for the most part, what I see is that uh, it's, it's kind of a two-sided affair. I mean, I, I'm not saying that's great. I just think that's the reality of the situation.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I guess that's what tends to get more shown kind of like online and probably part and course in real life as well.
0: Well, okay, that actually is a great transition to um, <clears throat> to Twitter. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so we uh, we've we've been discussing uh, Elon Musk and Twitter uh, just just about every single show uh, since since this whole thing started. Um, uh, I I didn't really see anything big happen this week, but uh, Breaker, you you said that that. Uh, something something came out of the news uh, this week uh, something about how how uh, some deep dark secrets about twitter have been found out
2: basically i think it's starting to come out that uh twitter did have the freaking shadow banning algorithms and were suppressing follower counts of certain accounts like shocking i know usually prevalent um prevalent figures who didn't entirely if at all comport with the general ideological biases of Twitter itself (laughs) which they kind of said in court when testifying that they totally weren't doing that so
0: well I mean look Breaker, if they said in court they weren't doing it then they weren't doing it come on what would they do lie to to Congress they're they're not going to do that
2: well, as we've talked about before, I mean it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if they did, not to the point that anyone's gonna be held accountable for doing that. I don't know, but usually I like, considering all the, the vast array of big money interests that were all invested in Twitter, like Saudi princes and certain um like literal oligarchs, not just the Russian kind <laughs> around the world that were all invested in Twitter and had financial stakes in it. Oh, there's a name for that. What would that be? Oh, yeah, fascism.
0: No, 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 breaker. That's that is uh, gl- uh, the beauty of uh, globalism and also um, neoliberalism. Okay, it's it's just it's global neol- neoliberalism. We have a new term. It sounds much nicer than fascism. Use the new the new term, please.
2: Yeah, famous, well-known liberal, the prince of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Well,
0: okay. So actually, uh, it, it turns out that I think that the the the, uh, the Saudi prince he actually is now behind Elon Musk in buying Twitter. He's actually put put his money in in supporting uh, Elon Musk in this endeavor. Uh, why the turnaround? I, I don't understand.
2: Well, because Elon said, "Hey, I'm going to give you." Basically I'm gonna return your investment with extra on top of it. So you can either bitch and moan or you can take the freaking deal. What are you gonna do? And the prince is like I guess I gotta take the deal. Uh
0: yeah, so there's been uh there's been a bit of uh talk recently and it's it's something it's something that I continue to think about, right? Uh that so Elon Musk, he says a whole bunch of based stuff. Like it's very based, but also like I imagine that if I was on the left and uh, Disney comes out and they say, I I, I want to make uh, uh, a one quarter of, of all people in all Disney movies going forward uh, some sort of LGBTQIA plus um, representation. Uh, I Like if I was a lefty, I would be super happy about that, right? I'd be like, oh, that's so woke. Yeah, I love it. So, like, I mean, obviously, uh, at least, I think that Disney is probably doing that for just purely financial reasons. And, you know, it's been said that maybe Elon Musk is doing so uh, for, the, for, I guess, similar reasons, but on the flip side. He, he says a whole bunch of, you know, based and red pill things. But, you know, maybe he's just doing this just for the money. He's just trying to make smart business decisions. Either that or... And this is actually what I'm more inclined to believe. I, I think that he might just be uh, a, a pretty cool guy. I think that he's a, he's a businessman and he has to be savvy and he has supported China in the past. He said things there in support of China. Uh, he is willing, I guess, to team up with a Saudi prince in order to um, uh, secure Twitter. Uh, but I think that if you're in the world that, that Elon Musk is in, uh, you can't just be purely ideological. You can't always just say no. I oh, I support America. Like I think that you you have to give and take a little bit with the system in order to get what you want. And I think that if if you look at what he's actually been doing, like uh, like trying trying to uh, get man to Mars, uh, you know, and, and saying that we shouldn't have all of our eggs in one basket—that is the Earth. I I see that as just an inherently an inherently pro-human thing. And I even outside of Outside of any left or right politics, I just I have to support him for that one. You know.
2: Mm. I think I could see your point on that one.
1: I think that in all of life, you must not be like too ideologic. You have to be subject to change. You have to be subject to differing perspectives and opinions and uh, positions and kind of like meet people where they're at. That's just my opinion, though.
2: I wonder if all the lefties are going to start leaving Twitter in droves, and I don't know. They're not going
1: to leave Twitter. They're going to fucking stay where they are, and they're just...
2: Well, they're going to stay at Twitter, but then a bunch of right-wing people, like... I'm not talking, like, full-blast, re-neo-nazi-type right-wing people. I'm talking about, like, just, like, regular right-wing people are going to start arguing with them, and they're either going to... Get a bunch of block bots like they always did and turn into bubble-blowing bitch babies like the famous Steve Shives! Steve Shives! I mean,
1: these sides already barely, like, argue with each other online. Like, everybody mostly just stays within, like, their own space.
0: There's a reason for that, though. This- this is what happens. Um, there's a space that is- that has both left and right people on it. Uh, the right tries to talk to the left. The left tries to ban the right. If the left can ban the right, then the left has the bubble and they win. If they can't ban the right then the right keeps talking to them and then they just leave they're like I don't want to be part of this place where I have to talk to the right um, so like in, in in all instances I think that the right that the right is completely happy to talk to the left I love talking to the left. What I've noticed is that and I guess this is this this is in general okay it's not it's not, you know in every single instance but in uh, many 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 circumstances that I've encountered, It is, the left does not want to engage with the right, and the right really wants to engage with the left. Uh, It's almost like the right is like a dog, and the left is like a cat, and the dog is like, play with me, play with me, and the cat is like, leave me alone, I'm going to scratch you.
2: Usually when the left tries to argue, unless it's someone like, you have to get like a pretty intelligent left-wing person... To even start having that argument, and I mean, I don't notice a lot of them. Maybe Norm Chomsky or Slavoj Zizek or someone like that is that Norm. the normal? Where they can actually
0: Norm act Chomsky? In? No, it, no, it, it's Norm McDonalds and Gnome Chomsky.
2: Is <sighs> yeah, Chomsky the famous garden gnome <laughs> from the <Yes>. movie *Dobio <laughs> <laughs> Julia Exactly. Yes, it's
0: Gnome <laughs> Chomsky. I named my uh, my first cat after him. Actually, yeah,
2: Gnome my... yeah, Chomsky. And, like. I I fucking have that problem. Noam Chomsky and Savoy Zizek, and maybe someone like Bill Maher. It's like, it has to be some type of like actual intellectual powerhouse to make me even think that they're trying to have something resembling an argument before I take left wing discourse seriously. Because left wing discourse is so permitted to occur now there are some royal dumbasses on the right too that will just have grug brain takes on shit but you don't get to see them as often because they usually the most pernicious of them get cloistered away on gab Uh, go to gab and see how many stupid takes about z you can find in two seconds it won't, won't take that long
0: no see actually this is the um uh this is the thing that that uh that these social media sites, in inadvertently, did like this is the this is the problem with with top down control. So, uh, like, let's say YouTube uh, comes in and they go, okay, we need to ban these 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 like right leaning people. We disagree with their opinions. We need to get rid of them. We won't have any of these like spicy right-wing takes we will however allow spicy left-wing takes that's totally fine you, you can preach about communism and you know fucking uh black ethnostate that's fine just no spicy right-wing opinions
2: so but then you have someone like vowsh or vosh or whatever the fuck you want to right, call right. him that like and so so this he'll so, like argue for hours and make make you think that he's making perfect sense with this like smug confident demeanor when most of the shit out of his mouth is just grug dumb shit that, that he's literally just reading off Google as he speaks. And sometimes his fucking audience will just like DM him and say, even in the chat, hey, Vosh, what about this point? And he'll just read a fucking random twitch chatters like yeah, that is a good point. But he won't say it like this. Like, oh, I think um let me scroll through the chat, I think this
0: Well, right, so so like the the original aim I think of the of the moderation was that they didn't like the spicy right wing takes. They were more okay with the spicy left wing takes. They didn't like the spicy right wing takes, so they wanted to get rid of them. However, what has happened is that it purged all of the dumbasses from the from the from the from the, from the right side, but it maintained all of the dumbasses in the left side. And so actually what that's done is it, it it's made the the right talking points on like YouTube. Uh, much more refined, much more palatable, much more professional, whereas the left-wing takes continue to just slide into uh, chaos and degeneracy.
2: So Yeah, because you see them uh, more often, and with the Prado distribution, the 80-20 rule, like 80% of all people's takes left or right are going to be somewhat moderately moderately coherent, but mostly grub brain shit. And the top 20% are gonna be like, uh, Menchus Mobug versus the Gnome Chomsky level shit.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, so, so the, the inadvertent thing, like, Twitter originally just wanted to get rid of right-wing shit that they didn't like. And YouTube wanted to do the same. But inadvertently, because the system is complex, and when you do a top-down, um, law into a complex system it will never result in what you intended uh what you've done is you, you you actually made the right uh more refined and actually better to articulate their argument because they have to they have to know exactly what they can and can't say they'd have to know how to you know dodge around certain things and it's made them more refined it's made them smarter about public uh dialogue and I think that all they've done is actually strengthen the right position by uh, just flagrantly banning them. I think, in, inadvertently, they actually made made the right stronger, and that that was not their intention.
3: Uh,
2: well, I'm I'm half glad they got rid of so many stupid people, but then they left a whole bunch of other stupid people that are like,
1: oh. You know everything but in just in it. Twitter discourse is so black and white. I hate it. <laughs> oh God! Like you're, I either, uh, if... you're either you support the the hungry uh, fucking what, what is it? What is it? The the sickle? You support the hungry sickle, or you support the uh, the genociding fucking windmill?
2: Win I mean, Elon Musk is kind of echoing some points, like okay, but. The only—and Elon Musk has said the only restrictions that he wants are, like, like the legal restrictions on speech, like you can't threaten to burn down someone's house or something, or threaten to kill somebody. (laughs) Like, legally protected speech should just be allowed on Twitter, like, wholesale. That would technically include— the grug brain righties—it's the Cjutans that are all the problems. And I, I would love to see the twitter Roddy have to deal with. Like, we need like a anti-Nazi blockbots quick, and they would just get all the freaking blockbots souped up. It's like, oh, thank God Nazis are attacking me. But the left wouldn't stop at that. They would be like, oh, look at all these freaking Nazis everywhere now. Elon Musk is—that make a meme of him wearing a, a German pit helmet. <laughs> Or put him in a Hitler mustache doing a Heil Hitler sign. Uh, Elon Musk is responsible for this. Well, dude, While dude. the right is just going to be like, I don't believe in Nazism, but and they're going to take that but as, well, ah, that means you secretly do believe in Nazism. Well, I mean,
0: look, man, Elon Musk came on and he said that he wanted to just allow blatant free speech on Twitter. Do you know what could happen, yeah. man? You someone could be trans and
2: they could get made fun of. Okay, that is fascism. I mean block buttons exist. There's no such thing as cyberbullying. In the famous immortal words of Tyler the creator, there's no such thing as cyberbullying. Motherfucker, close your eyes. <laughs> Just turn off your computer, right? Yeah, like
1: if you're if you're getting bullied, what is the goal? Uh, like, for the person getting bullied is for the bully to stop bullying them, so what the person getting bullied will call them the bully or no, I'm just kidding, just the bullied person, uh, could do is just, like, online, just, yeah, exactly, just block them, right? Because in reality, like, most of these people, they'd want to, like, you know, pro- possibly, like, game-end them, or they want to, like, just take them out of their area, so. Like, you can literally do that just online, like, so easily. You don't have to do a bunch of complicated shit um, as you would in real life.
2: You could even block words on Twitter. You can have like a list of block words. So if you don't want to be called any derogatory slurs for whatever you might be or identify as, you could just put those words in and any tweet with those words, regardless whether you're blocking the account or not that's saying it, just those tweets won't show up if it has one of those words yeah. in it.
1: Yeah, or if, like, you're following someone and they're giving, like, a garbage take or, like, you don't want to hear, you know, them anymore, you can just mute that account. Or so even if you're not following them, you can still mute the account.
2: Yeah, if there's a thread from a person you're following, but it's, like, a garbage take with a bunch of garbage responses, you can just mute that thread and continue to follow the person?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, oh, I don't want to see this again. <laughs> I think there's, like, an actual option for that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's almost as though there's already options to deal with this, but everyone just wants – I think because the left wants to live under eternal mommy-nanny state, so they kind of want Twitter to act as their de facto parent and kind of do it for them because they don't want it to have anything remotely resembling personal responsibility and accountability.
1: Oh my – dude, and the – oh my gosh. Something that happened recently was like I was following a person right on Twitter. Mm Hold on, wait. Sorry. I was following a person on Twitter and they, um, they l- posted a literal fucking suicide note, right? And, look, <laughs> like, I think you mean, self- right. I is think is an actual
2: suicide note. What? Wait a minute, wait a minute. I think you mean self-deletion note. Remember this is going on YouTube.
1: Oh yeah, they, they, um, they, they put a self-deletion note, right? On their uh, on their t- on their Twitter account, basically detailing how they were going to roblox themselves, and then posted the uh, exact items in which they were going to roblox themselves, right? And then like they prolonged this for like a series of days, like like I think it was like two or three days, right? And like everyone was like, "No, don't kill yourself!" No, 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 no. And started giving a bunch of like likes and retweets, and like, "Yo, someone help this person!" Right? They started like signal boosting it, right? And like it- it's just like at the end, right, they didn't end up killing themselves because the item they used didn't have enough um, resources, let's just say. (laughs) And um, they ended up just crashing themselves into, like, a tree or something.
0: Oh, like, they, they, like they took uh 12 baby aspirin but really they should have taken like 20 baby aspirin no, i'm talking you about
1: like they got an apparatus which uh, exerts a a deletion mechanism and uh they they, they didn't have any they they try to you know do that to themselves and they didn't have any um, fuck i i don't know why i can't say that they just had whatever okay um what
0: what was what was the what was the object involved i'm curious a gun oh they didn't have any bullets yeah
1: yeah they they okay. pulled they try to pull the trigger and it, there were just no bullets and they're just like they started panicking and they just drove themselves into a tree and then they ended up in a hospital
0: okay interesting thing interesting thing um in order for a gun to work you actually do need bullets that's uh yeah you learned um, it here
1: yeah, they uh, they apparently they didn't check. Uh, it wasn't even their gun, by the way. It was like their mom's gun or something. And I actually suspect that it it's actually intentionally made to be that way, so that um, like anyone who poses a threat near them, they just pull up a gun, and mostly people will bend to their will. Like, and this wasn't a car, by the way. Like that that gun was in the car.
0: So I think that if you're if you go on Twitter and you start threatening suicide and you post a suicide note, um, yeah, I
1: you should I, just get banned.
0: No, i mean maybe I sure. so I think, no, I feel the, it's the, a cry, the, for, it's the a cry engagement for attention you get with those, the, the is...
1: engagement you get with those types of tweets are like so toxic and it like it further like encourages this behavior and like it's just like it's so fucking like it's so fucking toxic like the people liking and like the people retweeting and like all of like the support notes and it's like, just like it sets, like, such a bad precedent for, like, people, like, just observing this behavior that, like, oh, if I threaten suicide, I'm going to get all this attention and all these likes. And Self-deletion! Shit. Like, oh, yeah, that if Am you... Am I the that, only that
2: person you, with YouTube motor skills?
1: Fuck, <laughs> that, fuck, I'm sorry, I'm, like, playing a game at the same time. Okay, that if you <laughs> that if you threaten to self-delete yourself on Twitter, then you're just going to get, like, all this, like, attention and likes and retweets and, like, inc- and encouragement not to do it. And, like, you know, support and help. It's just like, and the, on one hand, like, if the person is willing to, you know, receive help, that's good. And on the other hand, like, it's also a okay, bad wait thing. Wait a minute.
2: Isn't it? Yeah. Wait a minute. There's there's already a website specifically for that purpose. It's called the. Uh... Okay, for the purpose of education, the name of the website is the Suicide Prevention Nobody's gonna Hotline. Go that.
1: Nobody's going to go to that. I'm sorry. Well, if no you
2: actually go to want. Okay, people actually wanting help in those regards when they have those types of feelings and intentions there's already exist online resources with chats with qualified professionals that deal with this type of thing and counselors that you could actually talk to that aren't random accounts like ass blaster one 2, 3, that's just gonna say do it queer and foe 20 plays <laughs> at 69 no, uh, Well talking
1: about it's just like the, the just like one comment that gives them a modicum of like well, yeah okay. wanting to be helped so yeah.
0: so this is uh this is the thing right and so uh Obviously, the, the, the suicide um, uh, hotline. Uh, if you are feeling um, like like you're in a bad place, uh, you should you should you should probably uh, give them a call. Um, yeah. But uh, the the thing the thing about uh, the thing about Twitter uh, and actually a lot of these um, <laughs> these the, these social media things is that it's a it's a it's a dopamine hit when you get likes and retweets. And people, I believe they get addicted to it. And I believe that at least in some part, this is why you have such prevalence of um, uh, transsexuality uh, in our in our modern day world. I believe that it is it's promoted by the algorithm. It's promoted by the people that, that use the site. You get a whole bunch of likes and, and retweets for, for being just a little bit different, and I think that it pushes people in certain ways that they wouldn't otherwise go, because it's that it's that dopamine hit that they want. They're addicted to it, and I think it drives people crazy. And I think that we're seeing exactly that. I was talking to a guy the other night, and um, and and he was saying, like, dude, uh, like, would would you would you jump off a cliff just because you know Twitter told you to? And and I said, no, 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 I would not jump off a cliff unless i got enough retweets and and he you know he laughed at that cuz it was a joke but there's a certain truth to it um that that people i think they're they're willing to do crazy shit just because it, it gets them a modicum of interest o- online
1: yeah i mean like yeah to some extent they do that right but i don't think it's like i don't think it's as common for people to transition just because like they uh, they get a bunch of likes and retweets. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I'm just saying that it's probably not like the majority, like of the reason why people transition.
0: I think that's like, I mean, that's a
1: very small percentage.
0: I think that, that it that. it affects uh, women more than men. So I think that um, uh, like there's been, there's been like a almost like an epidemic of um high school girls wanting to transition to being boys, yeah. and some people were doing some research on it, and it it had it had a lot to do with um their friend group and like their friends online so their uh their social network and and who were they were hanging out with uh in their school was like a major determining factor so it wasn't like it was a like a personal or like uh, uh endocrinological or biological decision it was social influence and i think that a lot of this comes down to social influence and now I'm sounding like a lefty because I'm like, oh, it's the society that's causing all the problems but I mean no you live it, in a society we do live in a society and I think that a lot of this is like social media influence I, I don't I don't know how to get around that one.
1: I, I don't think it I, well for the thing that you said you said that there was a study done, right? Can I say that just out of curiosity like I, I just like if it's convincing like and if like it has good reasoning like i'll I'll believe it, you know what I mean?
0: uh i will tell you what um i can uh after this i can look up yeah 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 Um, Yeah, because
1: i'm not going to claim that i know like anything about you know that specific topic you know
0: yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna fucking take five minutes out right now and look it up but uh yeah
1: yeah okay yeah just do it after um i'm not denying that that could be the case um because uh, yeah i understand that like women going through puberty like it Like, all puberty, it fucking sucks, but especially for women because you're getting boobs and, like, an ass, and then, like, you know, you have, like, other men commenting on it, and, like, you feel this kind of resentment, and, yeah, like, it's fucking more confusing. It'll just create, like, you're going to mistake wanting to be something because, like, you know, in spite of what other people are doing. So, like, oh, like, oh, I'm going to transition, and then, like, once I do that, like, I won't have to deal with all these all these like difficult things
2: and period okay
0: so I yeah. actually uh, it was the first link that came up on Google I'm not gonna be fucked uh, trying to find the actual scientific article so here's the New York Post article uh, that describes the original article um, I can uh, I sent it to you uh, I sent it in the in the chat here Um I can actually link the uh, the proper scientific article in the video when I post this but um, yeah, I mean, just just for you, for your own information, synthetic. Mm-hmm. There it is.
1: I'll read up on
3: it.
2: Yay. Well, that kind of segued into a bunch of different topics, but they were kind of tangentially related to Twitter and Twitter drama. So, yeah. well, I think
0: it it uh, transitioned perfectly in the fact that uh, apparently Dave Chappelle was attacked this week. I don't know anything else about that, but it was a thing.
2: Oh wow. Okay. Well, he claimed to be to have been attacked by a, a, a trans woman, but I. I don't know. I think he was making a joke. All I know is that Jamie Foxx beat the living fuck out of that person and it looked like their arm had been taken off and put on backwards when they were when he was done with them, so
0: Yeah, that was uh that was a severely broken arm. I saw the image.
2: Yeah. Well Jamie Foxx and the security team together, you know world famous comedian gets attacked while performing, you know, there's gonna be repercussions that are gonna be very physical and very immediate, so you probably shouldn't do that. Just so you know, do not attack stage performers ever.
1: We no, do not we should, everyone should violence. always attack stage performers whenever they see them at all times.
2: We do not advocate violence on the public space.
1: I one hundred percent advocate for any kind of violence done on anyone. And anything <sighs>
2: Motherfucker, this is going on YouTube. Do you understand? Yeah,
1: no, you know, I think that everyone should just attack each other whenever they see each other. Just, there should be no okay, in real physical contact. I know you're fucking... I know other you're than fucking violence. Wild.
0: No, no, okay, hold on, hold on. This is, uh, this is like anarcho-primitivism, and I'm like kind of one foot in favor of this
2: camp. But wait a minute, humans in a natural environment don't just constantly attack each other, that's not technically...
0: No, they attack people that are not in their tribe.
2: Yes. Yeah. Even if, even,
1: even if they're with you, feature. even if like they're they're like your own people that you trust, and like you know other people that you also are friends with, or like just you should just always attack them.
0: Just, just be, just be the violent island. Just have have no interaction with with anyone except for violence. Yes. This, yes,
1: everyone. Everyone should follow that. I believe that this Just is what, everyone for themselves.
0: This is what Aristotle described as living a good life. Yes, exactly. Yes, precisely. <laughs> yeah, because
1: it gives you that thrill. It gives you that motivation to like defend yourself and everything. Uh, well,
2: that's, well, that's, like su- a... that's
0: that's almost that's like almost pseudo Nietzschean. I love it.
2: Well, this is more like a Julius Evola take. If you read his book "Handbook for Right Wing Youth," he kind of does advocate for like. Dueling, like bring back dueling among teenagers.
1: There's just everyone, just like, like there's, there's not supposed to be kind of like any other interaction besides violence.
2: Hey, there's also a book by uh Shad M. Brooks called Shadow of the Conqueror. You can check it out on Amazon. I was not paid to say this, but it is a book, and he has this fantasy world where like open dueling is allowed, and everyone carries a sword, but if you get into a duel with the wrong person, they're, they're probably going to kill you.
0: Uh, as, long as, has a sword. as long as we're promoting things, um, a couple weeks back, uh, I watched this movie called um, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and mm-hmm. uh, I was also not paid to say this, but holy shit, that movie was uh, just amazing. I uh, probably like if i were to rank my top three favorite movies it would now be number one obviously flight club number two everything everywhere all at once and then number three waking life um that was a fantastic movie everyone should go and see it uh just absolutely fucking brilliant i won't i won't do any spoilers for it i'm just saying fucking see the movie sit down with zero expectations and just uh uh maybe read up a little bit on um nihilism and existentialism before you go see it but fucking just absolutely brilliant
2: so yep i wonder if siphon saw it or synthetic did you see it
1: um my friend saw it but i didn't have the opportunity to see it yet ah
2: i never got to see it either unfortunately everyone loves that movie there's always a chance I probably should see it this time but i think i'm gonna watch some other stuff with a friend of mine so oh that's not really germane to this conversation but anyway um okay twitter drama elon musk dave Chappelle got attacked on stage
0: and don't attack finally uh the uh u.s appears to have aided uh the ukraine in the sinking of a russian flagship in um i believe the black sea uh or the, or the mediterranean sea uh i think it might be the mediterranean sea i don't know i'm, I'm not i don't live in okay. europe i don't know I'm an, I'm an american i don't know geography okay what are the uh,
2: sources of this is this like confirmed by things that are not propaganda outlets
0: it like i said it appears as though the united states aided the ukraine in the sinking of a russian flagship i don't know if there's that much more to say about it. It's just, uh, it. even though the news of Ukraine has kind of died down a bit, I think that uh, it is escalating. And as I have said previously, I believe that Russia's strategy here is that uh, this is not explicitly a war to just take over Ukraine and, and just, you know, that's it. They just want Ukraine. I think that it is a it's a siege war against the west uh they are limiting our supply of wheat our supply of fertilizer our supply of oil these are things that we really need to have a functional economy and i think that russia is um doing a siege war against those key pillars of our economy and i think that it's actually proving to be somewhat effective i think that this is the long uh, term strategy of uh, Putin when it comes to this war, and uh, I think that it's uh, actually being uh, relatively intelligently fought. Uh, just to keep keep up the bullshit in Ukraine. There you go. And uh, yeah, I think that there there is uh, a, a non-zero probability that this does end up uh, resulting in World War III. And by the way, um, I think that there are most likely uh, types of weapons that exist that uh are more powerful than nuclear weapons and when i say more powerful i don't mean explosive yield i mean in terms of their uh ability to uh wage war uh and i think that if we do enter world war three that is that's what we're going to end up stepping into
1: We, we can't just say nukes
0: Nuke, nuke nuke but i i i don't i okay so uh, i i uh, so when when was the last time that a that a nuke was uh, was was used in a in in uh, for in military uh, in in war when was the last time a, a nuke was used in for war purposes
1: no clue i can only guess
2: 1940 I think, with Japan.
0: It would be 1945, yeah. So yeah. it's been just about 80 years since we dropped that stuff. Um, I I believe that the weapons that we have developed since then are probably different and more powerful than the nuke. Uh, so yeah. uh, here would be an example of a weapon that is more powerful than a nuke. Um, let's say, in theory that China wanted to start a World War III with America. And their very, very, very first step before any gunshots were fired was to, let's say, purchase the Democratic Party. Uh, That would be an act of war, and it would potentially be a more powerful act of war than nuking D.C. Because if they just nuked D.C., then the entirety of the American public would be against China and would want to murder them back. But if China just discreetly buys up the Democratic Party, then uh that is actually more powerful in terms of winning a war than dropping a nuke on dc is i think that's just a fact
1: i'm not i'm not saying that like you know they should use nuke I'm, I'm just saying that like i like the way that you were describing these weapons it seemed like a nuke to me
0: no i just described an example of something that's more powerful than a nuke but does not have nearly the ex the explosive yield it actually has zero explosive yield
1: yeah, no, no, no. I'm just talking about when you said um, and I think that they're going to deploy uh, really high, powerful, explosive weaponry, and, like, for me that seemed kind of like a euphemism
3: for a nuke.
0: I, I don't think I ever said high-powered, explosive weaponry, but uh, uh, very powerful weapons, yes. I never said high-explosive. Uh, oh,
1: okay. I misread it then. Oh, well.
0: well, you misheard it, because oh, yeah, I don't I think you it. read anything that I said. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, so I I just I, I wanted to say that I just I think that I uh, uh, the kind of shit that uh, that World War Three. So I've said this before, right? I think that um, I the the tw- uh, the the nineteenth century was the century of chemistry, and the uh, sorry the, no the the nineteenth century was the century of physics. The twentieth century was the century of chemistry, and the twenty first cent. No, no, I still got it wrong. Fuck. Uh, fuck. The uh, The modern day, the, the 21st century is the century of psychology. Okay, let me just say that. Um, I think that uh, uh, right, so 21st century, century of psychology, 20th century, century of biology, and 19th century was the century of chemistry. Uh, we are in the century of psychology. Uh, I think that Uh, All of these big tech tech platforms, the way that they make money is by trying to figure out exactly how it is that people think. They actually hire um, uh, psychologists that study uh, gambling in order to be consultants uh, for them so they can get more eyeballs on their stuff. This is the century where everyone is trying to figure out how to shift people's attention from one thing to the other because they've realized that that's really how you gain power. And I think that that is actually uh, the war that uh, kind of exists right now. It's, it's, it's a war of getting more people to pay attention to a particular thing. It's really important. And uh, the these this sort of thinking about war doesn't seem... As des- as destructive as actually just launching nukes but actually it's it's full-on um uh Fahrenheit 1980 f- brave new Fahrenheit f- 1984 for Vendetta it's it's the most dystopian
2: yay maybe not so yay synthetic what do you have to think about this
1: uh, this entire conversation just makes me realize how much I, like, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Um, I-, I think that, yeah, pretty much we have found more discreet ways of exerting power, and uh, violence is probably the absolute last resort, but it ultimately does come to that. I think that, like, a lot of systems we have in place now, are probably uh, the potential to cause violence, right? And how to increase that potential, right? Within different countries. So for example, China buying up the Democratic Party, uh, let's say the United States government figure this, figures this out and it's like, oh shit, we just got bought out by China. And then, um, the, you know, the, if the people have been so far subverted, um, then they're going to disagree with the American government and they're going to potentially unleash violence. That that's increasing the pot- the potential for violence against the American government and for free- in favor for the Chinese government, like in this hypothetical,
3: yeah. Damn,
2: looks like we're all boned. Like, there's no good way out of this.
3: <laughs> what
2: quote is that from? Futurama, Bender the <laughs> robot. Well, we're boned.
1: <laughs> yeah, in that scenario, we would be boned.
0: Well, uh, on on that happy note, <laughs> uh, so uh, I guess that I I did have some things to say about like um, uh, biology or whatever, but you know we could uh, I, we, we could just uh, we could bring that up uh, next time. I think that that uh, that very depressing end note is uh is is a satisfactory place to uh leave this uh unless you guys uh, wanted to say anything else
1: i mean a hypothetical is a depressing note i mean are you saying that this is actually something that could happen like a likelihood of happening
0: like like is is a world war three uh something that could happen
1: no, i mean like china literally buying the democratic party
0: oh no no no! no. i think that's
2: something that's We've already, already happened. done
0: that yeah yeah dude that yeah, already they happened already did that.
1: yeah come oh, on okay
2: how do you think they call him beijing biden
1: i mean i mean i'd like to i'd like to know how and like why and or i already probably already know the why but like the how like,
2: well i i
1: like think just
3: if that could be
0: detailed to me please.
1: what the fuck? what have i missed out on during these past years when i haven't been paying attention to politics what the fuck?
0: well i mean A uh, lot. Uh, uh, imagine the following um let's say that uh i mean and by the way america does this as well like 100 um we have gone into nations and just put in place new leaders, and we've um, uh, spurred coups to happen. Actually, America has a, has a whole history of doing this. It's not it's not foreign for this sort of thing to happen. America's been doing this for, like, uh, more than 100 years, uh, probably, like, the last 200 years, especially with um, their campaigns in, in South America. Uh, so, like, this is a known quantity. And uh, what happens when China, with its gargantuan amount of not just uh, GDP but their single-handed ability to shift that GDP what happens when China says hey I want to start buying out American politicians kind of like how America bought out um politicians and created banana republics well you know what it's 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 definitely it's definitely something that could happen and I suspect that it is something that has happened
1: Um, I do know that China has like instilled some sort of corruption in New Zealand. I think that um, probably like a New Zealand politician or I forget it was Australia. It was either Australia or New Zealand where uh, this guy got charged with corruption, I think, because he accepted like a bribe from like a Chinese person or somebody who represents the Chinese government.
2: Wouldn't surprise me.
1: I I know that I know that that is actually like an actual fact that actually happened. I just don't know if that's happening in the United States.
2: Probably be a bit more complicated in America, but not impossible.
1: I'm not saying it's impossible. I just, I don't know, haven't seen anything regarding that. I know that China does espionage here. Like, a lot of it,
2: Really simple ways of doing this, That if you think about it. Have you ever noticed, like, when presidents leave office, they go on, like, a book tour, and they do a bunch of charity galas, and they have a bunch of speaking engagements, and autographed copies of their books sell for millions of dollars, and their speaking fees are six figures, and their charity galas are $50,000 a plate – do and Hunter think...
0: Biden's paintings, for some reason, fell for well, sell for $500,000 a pop.
2: Yeah. Hunter Biden is like... He's like a modern-day Picasso, you know? It's that true. art is just like... It's practically priceless. If anything, they got it for cheap.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you honestly think that all of this is just 100% kosher and copacetic, or do you think there's a bit more going on here...
3: Um, there could be. I just don't know like the specifics about it
2: Do you think speaking for thirty minutes is worth five hundred thousand dollars,
1: depending on who it is, probably
0: well, if it's Hillary Clinton, then yeah, of course it's worth it. Everyone wants to hear what she has to say
1: exactly. I don't know i mean i I've had events before where i've got I've been there, and like they've paid me a million for just five minutes, so
0: well, there you go. They they paid you what a uh, uh, a million Zimbabwe dollars?
1: No, just just a million.
0: A million what?
1: J- just a million.
0: A, m- a million. That's a wow. Yeah,
1: just just
3: a million.
2: Wow, that must have been Robux.
3: <laughs> just a million. <laughs>
2: like your Facebook Farmville farm. Like, there's no like
1: currency that Farmville. could necessarily like quantify like the worth. Of it, nope. but they so they just only picked a number, just a million.
0: Right, we don't need units here. It's a million. That's a that's a yeah, big number. just a million. That's a big
2: number.
1: Yeah, they they're like, what is like the biggest number we could think of, and they chose a million. They're like, you know what, this guy, we're gonna pay this guy a million. Uh,
0: I got I got paid two million. Fuck you.
2: Well, I got paid 80 trillion (laughs)
0: actually you know uh, uh, that's I think that that is honestly kind of the perspective that the Federal Reserve takes
2: of course we don't need uh, units
0: just print a a billion of it and
2: it'll work out that'll be fine that won't cause any problems just make more money
1: (laughs) wasn't there this person on Twitter I saw where like like this girl was like, "What inflation is a white person concept? Just print more money."
2: That sounds like a Twitter take.
1: <laughs> like, why can't white people just print more money? Like, inflation is made up.
2: White people make more money. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've heard that take
1: before on Twitter. I'm sure I can find it, and maybe like I could put it up on screen when I do. Or if it's fake, if it's like actually like some like satirical shit, then like, oh well, then I, I guess I fell for it.
2: It's Twitter. Who knows? Like, the difference yeah, it could even be satirical
1: like from a satirical account or could just be
2: real. The, the fact that you don't know anymore kind of supports one of my kookier hypotheses that the world is being engulfed in like hyper ironic abstractions where there is actually no substantive truth value behind everything you see so you literally have to take it at face value no matter how absurd the statement is there is a chance a real statistical non-zero chance that someone somewhere sincerely believes it
0: oh oh uh actually here, here's an interesting question for you breaker i was thinking about this the other day so uh you know uh horseshoe theory yes okay so Assuming that the political compass is not a four quadrant square, but it is in fact a triangle, how would the horseshoe theory work with a triangle? I feel like it wouldn't
2: Well, that's kind of the point of the political trichotomy is to nullify the horseshoe effect and make the make like the the political positions more concrete, and you can't round robin them. Because in the political quadrant with the, the square, going by that logic, you could make the arguments that at a certain point these round-robin back around. It, it, like if you become maximally anarcho-primitivist, like on the far left bottom, there's a way that can like round-robin up into like a theocracy in like, this tribal religious system. And you see how quick that can click over.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that the uh, the, the political triangle uh, it makes a lot more sense, and I think it, it prevents any sort of a uh, horseshoe shenanigans from happening. Because I'm not sure that the horseshoe hypothesis is actually something that applies to the real world. I think it's just a, a theory, uh, not even a theory; it's a
2: hypothesis. I think it it comes from centrists noticing over time that the Overton window kind of changes but they stay more in the middle so they're like, wait a minute, people who used to be left now sound like more right-wing and authoritarian, and people who used to be right sound more libertarian, like, what happened? Nothing, well, what, hap- what they think happened is not really what happened, it's just like the, the window of acceptable public political discourse just kind of changed and they stayed centrists.
0: I, I think that what it could be is that the centrists, they look at the people that are outside of the Overton window, and they go, wow, the people on the left, they're more extreme than me. The people on the right, they're more extreme than me. Therefore, they must be the same, because they're both extreme.
2: Then people on the right seem less extreme than they used to 10, 20 years ago. So the people on the right that are considered right now are more like me, and I'm no longer a centrist. What the fuck happened? So to maintain me being a centrist, I have to go somewhere else and move with the Overton window, so it looks like as you move in that fourth-dimensional quadrant, it looks like you're overtaking and shifting into a different position, just because people who you used to think were different than you because you were a centrist are now matching closer to you because the Overton window is pulling everybody over.
0: Okay, so... uh, Speaking of uh, takes that we've heard, so I was talking to a guy uh, the other night, and he was saying that um, in the future there will be no more uh ethnicities, right? Like every like every human will be the same homogenized uh shade of light brown or something. That was his position that we'll all become one truly unified homogeneous group of people. And I actually don't think that that's true and I don't think that it's possible. So I think that uh, a, a species that is large, like the human races, there's seven billion of us. We're massive. So a species that is large and is singular is actually at a low entropy position. And I think that what that does is it makes, uh, this it, it makes that that uh, that species, speciate because actually speciation is a way of increasing entropy for the for the original species uh, and so i think that it is impossible that you're as long as there's a bunch of humans around and there isn't some sort of mass extinction event that reduces our population down to like eight million individuals or something as long as we have a large population like we do I think that uh, speciation is inevitable, and I think that it is, it's is—it's backwards to assume that uh, humans will form just one ginormous uh, single species. That seems to go against just the principles of entropy, and I think that that's, that's dumb. That's, that's my take on that.
2: I think that's a very reasonable take of it, because you also have to think, like, what caused the species? Events to begin with, it's because people lived in radically different environments. And you know, let's assume that people have of like African ancestry spend like the next ten thousand years living in America in various parts of America, and they kind of stay stable, reproducing in this specific area over that many generations. What's eventually going to happen is they're slowly going to look more and more like indigenous American people.
0: <laughs> well, so I I want to point out that um there are two there are actually two different types of speciation, right? You have allopatric and sympatric speciation. So allopatric is the speciation that occurs um, due to uh, like geographic distance. So for instance, um. The reason why it is that white people have white skin and black people have black skin is because of allopatric speciation. They were separated by by a continent, and they lived in totally different um, uh, environments, right? That's allopatric speciation. However, uh, there also exists something called sympatric speciation. And so that's where an organism... Uh, or sorry, a a species can exist in an environment, and uh, they are not separated geographically, but they will still speciate, because let's say that, uh, you know, it's like a a species of, uh, I don't know, monkey or something, and they speciate so that one of the monkeys like stays in the trees, and the other species like goes down onto the land. Well, they would be speciated, they no longer reproduce or whatever, but they're still in the same geographic area. Uh, this this type of speciation, sympatric speciation, actually happens all the time. Uh, so, I think that it is entirely feasible that uh, human beings, like we were, largely allopatrically speciated, but as uh, as, as we make everything a global brave new world, uh, I think that symp- sympatric speci- speciation might actually um, become. Uh, a major thing. And again, I think that from the perspective of, like, entropy, I think this might be inevitable. Like, it's a consequence of thermodynamics.
2: I think probably class-related factors would have a lot to do with uh, sympatric speciation because, like you just mentioned, like, the globo-homo-jet-setter type people that can afford to Fly around the world to different places and do that semi regularly. There's much more people that aren't going to be doing that. So if that type of trend continues for tens of thousands of years, that's going to lead to sympatric speciation of some kind. It might be very subtle, but it is going to happen.
0: Uh, you know, maybe this has already happened. And you know what? <laughs> maybe um maybe uh uh Klaus Schwab is actually like the pinnacle. Of of this of this new spe- speciation of, of humans, you know, like he's
2: the World Economic Forum. Exactly,
0: you know, the the new rulers of the state, the new species, the ones who really know what's best for you. Yeah, fuck yeah.
2: I'm not expecting you to talk. I'm expecting you to die.
0: <laughs> dun, dun, dun. He's, he's just a James Bond villain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: i okay there's no way that anyone would have intentionally done that 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 has just to be like one of the most kookiest emergent occurrences ever it's like the guy that's in charge of the fucking world economic forum looks dresses and sounds like a fucking james bond villain that you couldn't plan that if you were to plan that you wouldn't plan that (laughs) Yeah, let's make the leader of this thing that we want everyone to get on board with look like a freaking villain from a James Bond movie. This will totally work. No, <laughs> oh, it just it just shook out that way. It's like, oh, oh, I guess he really does look like a James Bond villain. Fuck, we didn't think this through. Dude, you... that's how you know that the elites aren't
0: actually in control. Dude, what's what's hilarious is that you know that they have a, that they that they have a PR team. They probably have a very extensive PR team, and yet they were like, yeah, this is the best we can do. Like uh like he he used to uh be more like a Darth Sidious, and now he just kind of looks like a James Bond villain, like that we did the best we could, uh he's evil, sorry, <laughs> we can't improve the image that much,
2: <laughs> and the reason there's that picture of him wearing that weird suit that looks like something from like the fucking Star Wars Old Republic is because instead of like giving you a diploma or like one of those weird college hats like when you graduate from that school they give you that weird looking black suit to wear as the side that you graduated
0: uh so the uh the other i guess uh i'll I'll I'll, I'll make the other biological point here now just uh to uh so i, I don't have to make it next week so i uh i, I had i had this idea right and maybe maybe this is a bullshit idea i don't know but I was thinking and uh if you if you look at the layers of complexity inside of the the human brain uh you have like a left and right hemisphere to the brain um and then you have like certain subregions like the occipital lobe that handles certain things and these different like areas of the brain like the hypothalamus or whatever the, the, the prefrontal cortex they all kind of handle different operations but they're all talking to one another uh, and that introduces kind of like a small like a small net of, of like complexity and then uh, you have uh, I guess like further subdivided regions in that eventually you get down to individual neurons uh, when it comes to individual neurons, you have like a hundred billion neurons in, inside your head. Um, God knows how many connections that they might be making. Uh, easily over a trillion. Um, I'm not sure exactly how many orders of magnitude above that. I would I would guess like I don't know like 10, 100 trillion uh, different connections between all the all the neurons. Uh, and then you know what I was thinking about I was thinking about myelinated sheaths. Right, because uh, when it comes to the when it comes to the to the axions um, that that like that that run through the brain, um, they're they're myelinated, right? And this this can actually this this can reduce the, the, their presence reduces the amount of um, uh, electrical talk between different neurons, and then. Uh, their absence can actually increase electrical talk between neurons. And I was thinking, like, holy shit, like, the presence or or absence of myelinated sheaths in the network adds another layer of complexity onto the already complex network, right? And then I was thinking, oh my god, there's, like, so many other ways that you could add layers upon layers upon layers of complexity onto this system, right? It's just networks upon networks upon networks, and... Ultimately, this seems like it's a, uh, like a, like a, like a combinatoric bomb, right? Where uh, you, you you just have like, like a, like a, a million different ways to shuffle these, these different things around. Uh, however, uh, it appears as though uh, there's, the 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 neural network that that exists inside the human brain is darwinian um especially let's say in in the in the uh, developmental years it's a it's a highly darwinian network where neurons actually compete uh, against one another to uh form the network so uh i guess the 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 interesting thing about that is that darwinian networks are able to explore um Of uh, uh, a a a a many dimensional space, relatively efficiently, and when I say dimensional, I don't mean uh, spatial dimensional. I mean like, um, uh, for instance, uh, uh, when you look at an image, there's a uh, uh, there's a there's a number to a pixel, right? Uh, so like a pixel can be like between like a 0 and a 100 or something in terms of let's just say brightness if we're looking at a grayscale image and not even at like a color image but if you're just looking at a grayscale image between 0 and 100 you can be looking at i mean that is a dimension to the image so if you're looking at a two-dimensional grayscale image it's actually a three-dimensional um, image because you have to account for the for the sliding scale of the pixels right so there's actually a lot of ways that you can introduce dimensions that are not uh, spatial dimensions, but they are still d- dimensions that can hold information. Uh, so, I guess that my point with that is that uh, I think that uh, a, a, a Darwinian system is able to explore that incredibly large space very efficiently and I think that's a thing. I don't know. I have to think more about this, but that's just a thought that I wanted to get out there into the ether, just for for the fun of it, just for anyone who's listening to... Maybe I'm completely fucking stupid. I don't know. But uh, maybe it's something to chew on. Maybe it's not. I just wanted to get that out there.
2: To put, like, a mythological perspective on this, like a more mythopoetic perspective on this, as I'm lot to do, you remember... Um... A couple weeks ago now i think it was when we were doing that uh, movie review of spirited away
0: a great movie
2: yes and remember when the start of that movie when they're driving up and there's all these like boundaries they're crossing and as they're crossing each boundary they transition more and more and more deeply into the other world until shit really pops off when the parents turn into pigs yes There's always, like, these concentric shells. You could see, like, the remnants of it all around you if you pause. Like, each scene is like a pause to look around and take in the scenery of what's happening. Like, when she asks about the shrines and the Shinto Arch next to the tree. I think nature is, like you said, is doing a similar thing where there's... A constant persistent background that through an evolutionary time scale whatever organism is evolving is just taking in like all of these branching pathways and sometimes there's like a momentary energy lull and a pausing moment until they have to move and transition into something else a bit more quickly and then it stops again and then a bit more quickly falling into another direction it stops again and this over evolutionary timescales, this eventually leads to things like us talking over screens and fiber optic cable.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, we're all we're all part of uh, we're all part of that system. Uh, n- uh, nature is a beast that uh, you can never escape from because you are uh, one of its claws.
2: Yep, there you go.
0: Alright, you know what? Okay, now that is... uh, uh, Unless you wanted to say uh, something um, synthetic, I think that is a decent place to end it.
1: Hey, there you go. Uh, We are a part of nature. There you go.
0: We are a part of nature.
1: Yeah, either you you would sign a positive or negative or neutral connotation, that's up to you. Alright. See you later, guys
0: uh yeah yeah all right okay all right well peace peace out everyone
1: um
3: trip on a lego on their way out thanks you son of a bitch